Welcome to Spraymakers, the podcast that dives deep into the world of slalom with Rossi and Trent. In skiing, there's often very small differences that separate the good skiers from the great skiers. The boys discuss little areas to address that could make big strides to success on the water. You know, like so many of our episodes, this this one this one came about it came uh, about just super organically, and you know, it was a a friend of mine was here skiing with me in town, and and. We had a great week, and when he when he flew out, you know, from whatever airport he was in, he, he sent me he sent me two photos, and 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 one was a picture of, of himself. Um, and this guy's a great skier. This guy's you know he's a mid thirty eight off skier, um, you know, um, with a heck of a lot more left on the table. So this guy's a great skier. But he sent a picture of of, of him. He sent me a picture of himself um, in in his onside lean or onside attack, you know, roughly coming into the whitewash. Um, and then he sent me from the, I, from the identical angle, he sent me a picture actually of Joel Poland. Um, and the pictures were taken from the exact same spot. Cause they were taken from a tournament. They were taken from the exact same vantage point at the exact same time. And, you know, he just pointed out, like he, he said, like, look at the, look at the difference. Like he's like, here's Joel. And he's like, his handle is, it looks to be six inches lower um, his arms look to be slightly closer. Um, his hip angle, meaning, you know, like the, the angle between his femur and his spine, it's, you know, closer to 180 degrees, meaning almost standing straight, where mine is like 140 degrees. And, and he's like, and it was, you know, I think it was a bit of a revelation for him. He's like, is that really the difference? Like he, this this guy on that day ran 2041, I ran 238. So those 12 buoys are somehow lying in that six inches and, and, and Rossi, the moment I got those texts, I started just blowing your phone up. Cause I was just like, this is insane. This is like, what, what an amazing way to think about it. Like this, this six inches of separation is, is, def, you know, is what's got skier a mid 38 skier B mid 41. And, and I just, I, I think like that idea of Rossi, like what's holding you back, you know, what, what, what do you what do you, what do you need to effectively change if you're going to find the improvements you're you're seeking? Yes, yes, and I you know I'm actually looking at that photo right now. Yeah, and it's it is a such a nice way to simplify, really the struggles that one has versus another. I mean, don't think that Joel isn't working on Joel Poland isn't working exactly. on getting more buoys, right? So he's having to identify what are my weaknesses at this moment. Um, and just like, just like your, your friend is there. And, and, um, it's a great discussion because I think there's a lot of different things to talk about, but ultimately, you know, Trent, why don't you bring us back around and, and, and just kind of fill us in on your general thought about what is the difference here? And, um, you know, what yeah. is the difference between that, that, that void? Like it, 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 like you called it the six inch divide, right? Like, yeah. but ultimately what is that? I mean, what is, is it, is it the same for every skier or, no. you know, in this, in this scenario, what is it, you know, with the, yeah. that you're, you're showing handled handles six inches down further, what that really means just for, to paint a, a picture, at least from my point of view, you know, when I'm looking at this picture, Joel's arms are dead straight. He's mm -hmm. in that more leaned position so that, um, his stack, the way I call it, his stack, your, you know, structure form. He looks like he is just an extension off the end of the handle and his handle is mid thigh relative yes. to how he's leaning, where I look at your friend and I see arms straight, 
hips mm-hmm. have a little bit of bend to them, you know, not in that kind of classic leaned away straight line. He's got more of that angulated kind of bend to it. The handle's a little bit away from his thigh. Maybe it's up, you know, I don't even think it's six inches. I'd say it's an inch no, and a half. I know. I, and that's what I think was, and I, and, and, you know, in this particular instance, and we can all do this with our own scheme, but, you know, you know, from, from his perspective, my friends, it, it wasn't, I don't think it was, it was deflating. I think it was like, wow, like, like I am, I am this, this close. Like, you know, and again, you know, the, the, you know, my friend in question, the, his photo, 90% of the water skiing public would be, would be striving for it. So it's really good, but it was just that he's like, I think, so I think the point of this conversation for me is, um, you know, that those couple inches, like, I, I think, okay, so someone, like, let's just say, you know, you're stuck at, 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 you know, at one pass and it just starts to seem insurmountable and how am I ever going to improve? Where you, you, you know, you realize like, it doesn't need to be perfect. I just need like, whatever that foundational, foundational item is, I need to start by consistently improving at 10%, you know? So if that's where, you know, if this, this, you know, if you find yourself a little bit separated on, on, as you're, you know, attacking the wake, it's like, okay, I don't need to all of a sudden look exactly like Rossi to, to be, to find improvement, but I do need to address this one issue and I need to make it 10% better. I have, you know, a, one of the, friend of mine in California I work with almost daily it, it's for him it's 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 weight distribution it's 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 being able to to attack from over top of his bindings instead of crouching and ending up behind his bindings and it's, it's a conversation we have is like look you know for you to never never miss 35 off you, you don't it doesn't need to be perfect not yet you know but if it's 10 percent better if every single pass you're trying to make that one aspect and whatever that is for you know whether it's hips up more, whether it's arms straighter, whether it's, you know, a little bit wider on your gait. If you're, if you're able to, to every set, every pass commit to making that one key item, whatever your key item is currently 10% better, you will find improvement, you know? And like we talked about, you know, in a previous episode leveling up, like it's, it's, you know, the, it may not improve, um, you know, numerically, you may not run more buoys every single set, but committing to that, you know, committing to that, what your foundational item that, you know, needs improving, committing, you know, just 10% better every single day that that's, that's how you yield results. That's how you, um, you know, that's how you truly break through what's holding you back. Right. Right. A hundred percent. I mean, let's, let's just uh, go back to your, your wonderful statement, chasing shiny objects, right? Yeah. I mean, this is, this is, this is your constant, the constant check-in has to be, how am I, oh, no, it doesn't have to be, that makes it not sound very fun, but like <laughs> my, my checks and balances are how well am I addressing, as you just put it, the 10%, like yes. basically the way I look at it, it's my weakest link. So you're always, when you're, when you find something that you're working on in your skiing, Hopefully what you're working on is the 10%, your, your lowest, I don't know, your weakest link, 
That's the way I look yeah. at it. So weakest link in my chain. I want to be improving my weakest link and make that become a strength. And then I'm going to go back and, and, and that takes a long time. And I, I think people have to really understand this. You don't get to go out there and do it one time in a set. And then all of a sudden it's part of your repertoire and you just now naturally do it. Perfect. If you think about the thousands and thousands of times that you have done something a different way. And now you just learned a new way. You are going to need to do it thousands and thousands and thousands of times to have it become this auto natured type of thing. Like it's like you're going to need to keep focus. And, uh, uh, you know, a lot of times when I'm coaching, I've, I will give a I'll give a, um, you know, a tip or whatever let that someone really grabs onto like, oh, my gosh, that's great. And they ski a set or two and then they're like, all right, what's next? And I'm like, uh, um, no, actually, like I want you to ski like this all season. This is this is your weak link. This is what in a, and you're you're feeling the the fruits of 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 uh, understanding it and giving it a little bit of twist. But like it's not going to become automatic for a long time. So I just want you to stay with that. So human nature is to almost immediately move back away from your weakest link. And for sure. like like for me, for me, you want to take me, for example, Nuts. My, I have lots of, you know, obviously we have lots of weak, uh, weaknesses and strengths and things like that. My human nature in my own skiing is, and, and this is not uh, something to necessarily be proud of, but like my weak link is I want to, I want to make my ski setup better. If I make my ski setup better, I'll ski better. Right. Oh, wait a mm -hmm. second. Where's, where's the work in like my stance, my approach, my rhythm, my timing, all of that. Right. So like I'm looking, sometimes I find myself gravitating towards the shiny object of setup and finding that magic setting that makes me ski better. You know, like that's it. That's inside of me as well as it is inside of a decent amount of skiers out there. Like that's a weak link in, in my ability to stay focused on, on my, my weakest link instead of going to, you know what, you know what ski setup is? Ski setup is probably my strongest link. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like it's my no, strongest. That's, link. I hadn't so, thought of it like that. Yes. So I'm going to go and I'm going to work on my strongest strength. Cause I'm and, good at it. <laughs> and I'm going to get at best, I'm going to get like a tiny percentage of a percent, right? Like yeah. a tiny, like, yeah. a, like minutia will, that will not change my overall projection of where I'm headed by very much. Whereas if I go back and find my weakest link, let's say in my opinion, AKA shooting my ski out in front of me through the wakes, if I can start to reduce that desire to, to do that and to learn to move through my edge change better, my approach into, especially into two, four, six will be better. I'll be able to ski more buoys and I will actually be able to quantify this with more buoys versus like ch chasing the shiny object. So mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's just a quick runaround yeah. is this doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. And it's, and it's not like, so what's holding you back. Right. Um, and, and, and again, like the, the point of this was it's, it's probably, you're probably closer than you think. Um, so, you know, so I'm, I'm off the water with a knee injury currently, uh, waiting on surgery. So I'm, I'm going, so I'm going through videos from two summers ago. Um, and I'm, and I'm being, I'm, you know, because again, because I haven't been on the water, I, I'm seeing these these videos through a different lens, and I'm, and even, you know, when I was skiing, you know, two years ago, I was skiing the best I've ever skied in my life, but mm -hmm. 
but I'm looking at these videos and I'm like, this is insane. Like, you know, whether it's because of a, I'm, I'm thinking that it's because of a lack of strength in, in my lower body. I'm on my onside approach to the wakes. I'm, I have far more knee bend and then, you know, subsequent um, hip bend than I ever imagined. You know, I'm not getting the, I wasn't getting the drive into the center line on my onside like I was so proud of on my offside. And if you, like, if you go back two summers ago, like, I, I was posting pictures of my offside almost every day on my Instagram account. <laughs> and, and I'm like, right. huh, I'm looking through my, I'm like, dude, I never posted my onside stuff. Why? Because I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed of it. So, you know, so, so it's that. So it's, it's that found, that, that would be my foundational key then is I would want, you know, higher hip angle coming out of my onside turn so I could get that, that forward drive, that forward lean instead of somewhat more neutral compared to, compared to the other way it's it's that you know it, it you know like you alluded to joel still working on things we're all still working on something but it would it, it's finding that that the you know you can say the shiny objects i also like say that the low-hanging fruit isn't usually the problem right you know even like my example of, of my my friend matt like his hips being slightly bent yeah, that's the low hanging fruit, but what's really causing that, you know, like what, 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 what do I need to do? So that doesn't happen. So I think number one is again, Rossi to find out like, you, you know, if you, if you don't have access to a coach, number one is, is, is video mm-hmm. and be, you know, be truthful with it. And, and again, it, it, that's a hard thing to do. Like, even like I just mentioned, I'm too, you know, I'm looking at two year old videos and I'm like, how did I, how was I not addressing this? You know, um, and, and you know, the answer is exactly what you just said. God, I was too busy working on my strengths. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, then that's, that's so natural on that end. The other, you know, the other thing I just want to, you know, point out is that this is not a, uh, try harder situation. Okay. No. So this is something that I find a lot of people roadblock super hard with, and that is, I'm just going to try harder. And, and whether that be like, okay, um, I ran, uh, I, I run into 28 off. And so uh, I ran, I run my really nice 15 off. 22 is getting challenging at 28 off. It feels impossible. I'm pulling as hard as I can, but I can't get out there. So I must have to pull harder. I'm, I'm, I'm coming up not where I want. So I must have to go harder. This idea of harder, more more energy, more, but if you really break it down and think about those passes that you had that were the magic pass where you came out the exit gates and you were like, yeah, buddy, that was it. You think about that pass you just ran and none of those things were part of it. You know, it was this magically beautiful, uh, symphony of all of this things coming together and trying harder, pushing, shoving, hammering, I guarantee that all of those types of feelings were not there. So, and it goes back to just being quantitative with your, with your assessment of where you're at, what your weak link is, and just really focus on that 10%. I mean, I, I would love a 10% jump. I I even think a 1% jump is something that makes people just get all excited like that's what like when you when you go out there and and let's say you work with me or trent or or a coach or whatever and they tell you something and all of a sudden you feel like whoa you feel that out there i can almost bet that that's not more than one percent different 
and yeah. and you're and you yeah. are insanely excited about it. Yeah. So let's take that and then let's put some time into it and focus on focus on how well you're doing that aspect, not how many buoys you're running and how this makes a difference in your buoys. It's a long game that we play here. That doesn't mean you're going to stay at easy passes forever or anything like that. What I'm getting at is when I am done a set, yes, I you always have that uh, qualitative factor. Like I ran X buoys today, but what I, and I, and that goes in, that goes in my little notebook as Trent has always said, you know, I keep my notes, I, that goes in my notes, mm-hmm. but also the more important thing to me is I'm going to evaluate what was I working on before I went out there? How well did I accomplish or stay focused on what I wanted inside of running whatever passes that I was running? And I kind of grade myself, you know, like, you know what, on my opening pass, I give myself a nine out of 10 on that. I really trust, was working on the trust level of this aspect that I was working on. I accomplished it pretty well. I started shortening the rope. And as soon as I got to here, that all went out the window and I basically was right back into just get it done mode, right? Like that's the kind of Assess. So in that zone, if that happens, then I'm going to give myself a, a lower grade. Like I might, I might get a D, you know? And so then what I say is that that's not to be, that's not to be disappointing to myself. That's more like, Hey, bring the attention back to building the trust and the repetitions into where I want to go, not get so caught up in my desire to run more buoys and throw everything out the window yeah. type of thing. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that was a long ramp, but I mean, I just think it's important well, that we understand this. Yeah. And, and again, so if you're trying to identify your six inches, your, you know, your six inch divide, like what's holding you back, I, I think, and that's obviously the tricky part, right? But I, I think it's, you know, it's way simpler than we want to, than we want to uh, believe it is. Because again, if you, you know, if you've followed us in the past, um, you'll know like the base the base of our foundation, and then we line up, you know, perfectly on this one is the way you stand. The way you stand, you know, the way you stand on your ski, the the, the shape of your body, the 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 you know the the integrity of your structure. That's that's what's going to dictate, you know, potential right off the bat, you know, and mm-hmm. and I think, I think that's where most people, I think that's what most people want to neglect, you know, um, it like you know just anecdotal, you know, I, I just got out of the boat working with, um, you know, one of the, one of the ladies I, I ski with, you know, a few times a week and, and, you know, she had said like this winter, I'm going to ski, I'm going to get back on the water as early as possible. I'm going to ski more through the winter than I ever have. And I'm going to be hundred percent committed to not, not cutting corners, no shortcuts this year. I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm going to be more patient than I've allowed myself to be in the past what needs improvement and the answer was was that it, it's you know, just the shape of of your body the you know when you're standing on your ski it, it's you know are you structurally aligned or not and she just put in the work and put in the work you know judging every set by you know every pass by how many weight crossings was i in in the position i wanted how close you know how far did i deviate um and, and you know now turn the corner into into summer and and you know she's daily skiing, you know, beyond her level last year, an extra buoy, an extra two buoys, an extra three buoys consistently every single set. So 
it's it's start there, you know, get get video and and just it and again understanding that it does not need to be perfect, but you would be like, look at the way I stand. Find a photo of your favorite skier. Look at the way they stand. What's the difference? What's what's the you know, what's my six inch divide on this one? You know, is it is it is it simply posture? Is it is are my shoulders more round? Is is my hip angle too low? Meaning, you know, a ninety degree hip angle is is what you would have if you were sat in a chair. You know, a hundred and eighty degree hip angle is what you would have have if you were standing at attention. Where what's my hip angle compared to this skier that I, you know whose style I would I would like to you know, more closely emulate. And it's, it's that simple, right? But it's, but it's a hard thing to do because, you know, we've long called it the dirty work and, and we want to, we want to jump to the next one. And, and like you said, Rossi, you know, th- maybe this pass wasn't great, but I'm just gonna go harder on the next pass and, it, and it's going to work out. And, you know, and yes, it will. But, you know, this whole thing for me is about, I want to, I want to uh, like a, like a 12, I want 12 buoy wiggle room, meaning, you know, I want to I want to execute pass A in the manner that's going to facilitate pass B and C. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that, that's that's right on right right on par, man. I just got I got lost in lost in the thought process of how I progress in general and mm-hmm. when I went through my biggest progressions. And then I was actually trying to figure out why I'm going through, why I went through those progressions at that time. And then actually evaluating why, when I've had periods of no progression, why that is right. And, and I think, I think that ultimately a real, like it's number one, it's gotta be, you've got to understand why that's a weak link. And then number two, it has to be like, I will not accept this as a weak link. Like this is yeah. my entire, my entire focus is coming into this area. And, yeah. um, you go through different times in your life and then there you'll go through times where you're just banging your head against the wall. No progression, no progression, no progression. <laughs> and it's, and it's, and it's super frustrating. And trust me, every single one of us goes, goes through that multiple times. It might be multiple times a summer, but definitely multiple times a career, you are going to come to a place where you hit this, like I call it the end of a branch, right? So you're, you're working up this tree, you're making this, you're, you're drawing your tree and you may draw a tree and you may come to the final branch on that, uh, the final, yeah, small branch off of that big arm of that tree. And you may need to go backwards a little ways to find the main branch that goes taller and then spreads out from there. So, you know, that's kind of the way that I look at it. Like, it's not always just you're repainting, repainting, repainting. There's some times where you have to go like, oh, I need to come backwards a little bit to go forward a lot more. And that's yeah. not necessarily that you lose like passes and, and you you give up a whole summer and you do, it's not really about that. It's just about putting a focus on that weakest link and saying that I that that's the only thing I care about is improving this weakest link. And I'm going to do what it takes to to put the work in to understand why it's my weakest point to look at who does these weak points well and what it does look like. So you can even see the picture in your mind, you know, when you close your eyes and you're like, what do I actually, what am I trying to do? And then, um, and then you have to go and find the coaching or the steps in which you can set it, learn to set it up. Right. And then you have to go and do the, 
do the actual work of repetition and we want lots of repetition. Right. So, so, you know, it's not, it's not meant to be daunting. It's not meant to take away the fun factor. Like for me, diving into something like that is more fun because it can take away from the, the, the overwhelming (sighs) feel of running buoys. Yes. And the, and the overwhelming, you know, the overwhelming sense that, that, that this is such a complicated task running, you know, running short line solemn, you know, it's really not. It, it, it's if you if you get stuck taking taking the whole thing in at once. Yeah, for sure. Like and I can, you know, even reflecting on my career, you know, from 2005 to 2000 we'll say 12, you know, I was just, I just hovered right there. 18th, 19th, the odd times 17th in the world. And, and I was just kind of lulled, you know, into passivity where, where I was, I was going to be qualified for the world's top 20, get, get invited to the world championship. So I just, I just existed there. And, and in reflection, I'm like, you know, I was skiing and I was working and I was working hard and I was training and skiing and working and training, skiing and working. But I'm like, what was I actually, how was I, other than improving upon my physical fitness, I wasn't passionate about anything specific as it related to slalom in terms of what, what did I want to improve upon, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I I did, I got the same results year after year after year. And just, you know, and in reflection, I I wasn't, I, I wasn't really wasn't working until 2013 on, on trying to understand it better you know, and try and actually improving where, you know, then from 13 to 15, all of a sudden I end up sixth on the, on the world ranking list where, when I was just, you know, and and in reflection, I'm like, well, I look through it now. I'm like, well, of course that's, that's when that happened. And and that's, and, and how that seemed to happen so rapidly in those few years is because my brain was going, you know, in, in a, in just in a different, in a different, in a different manner, you know, and I was, I was specifically trying to improve upon one thing, not just doing the same thing over and over and, and thinking that it was just going to magically smooth itself out and get better. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it's finding, it's recognizing, you know, the most foundational key that, you know, you can improve upon. And it's almost, you know, it's almost becoming obsessed with that one thing. Like find the one thing, you know, that is your six inch divide and, and, like, you know, like Rossi said, every set, every pass, just trying to improve upon that one aspect by 1% and, and you know, watch yourself improve. 